0: Hey guys, welcome to the show. Today I was going to talk about a different topic, totally different topic, but I read the New York Times this morning (laughs) and I had to address this story in the New York Times. It's about Superman and how he has come out as gay. And so I want to get into this article. I just want to remind you we're on Patreon now and if you want to support this show, you can go to the link below and donate as little as $5 a month, then it would be super helpful for the show. So let's take a look at this article in the New York Times. The title is Superman Comes Out as DC Comics Ushers in a New Man of Steel. That's the title. The subtitle is The New Superman, the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane, is concerned about the environment does not shy away from politics and will soon begin a romantic relationship with a male friend so of course the New York Times latches on to this story immediately and can't wait to to uh, not only publish it but celebrate it because we'll see later how um, enthusiastic <laughs> they are about this <laughs> this new turn of events for Superman who's now gay. And it was written by George Gustine's Gustine's I'm not sure how to say his name, but the first line of the article is up, up and out of the closet, exclamation point. And he, he goes on to say, George says the new Superman, his name is Jonathan Kent, Clark Kent's son, Jonathan Kent, who is the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane, will soon begin a romantic relationship with a male friend. DC Comics announced Monday. So uh, I wonder, I mean, it's funny because I read this and I was like, I wonder if they chose the word Jonathan because of Jonathan and David's relationship in the Bible, and which is people like revisionists like to claim that they had a homosexual relationship, which is absurd, but that'll be another episode. But anyway, I, it's interesting that they named him Jonathan Kent, the son of Superman the son of Clark Kent in Lois Lane. And then he goes on to say that same-sex relationship is just one of the ways that Jonathan Kent, who goes by John, is proving to be a different Superman from his famous father. So it goes on to say, since his new series, Superman, son of Kal-El, by the way, Kal-El, El means God in Hebrew. So Kal-El is voice of God which is crazy. So basically Superman is, is a pagan deity is a pagan God. So he he goes on to say, since his new series, Superman son of Kal-El began in July, John has combated wildfires caused by climate change, thwarted a high school shooting and protested the deportation of refugees in metropolis. And then he goes on to say, so basically it's kind of all about, the social things today, the social justice things that are going on in culture today. he goes on, George goes on to write the idea of replacing Clark Kent with another straight white savior felt like a missed opportunity. Quote unquote says Tom Taylor, who writes the series said he said in an interview, he said that a new quote, Superman had to have new fights, real world problems that he could stand up to as one of the most powerful people in the world. So, so yeah, they're, they're, they're just using kind of the, the cultural kind of hot topics of the day to, for Superman to combat. And, and, and again, it says he's the most powerful. He's one of the most powerful people in the world. Um, Uh, It's really Satan is the most powerful person. Uh, He's the prince of the power of the air of this world. And then he goes on to say the coming out of Superman as gay, perhaps the most archetypal American superhero is a notable moment, even in an age when many comics have embraced diversity and are exploring pressing social issues. And he goes on to talk about that different uh, comic characters. He says that, Uh, in in 1992 is when Marvel's comics really started to shift to kind of a progressive, progressivism. And he says uh, it was an event that was praised in an editorial in the New York Times. So again, the New York Times loves to praise and celebrate unrighteousness, basically. It loves to celebrate uh, anything that, is an attempt to attack the family, which is the core of civilization, which is again, Marxism, which I'll get into in a minute. But, um, and he says, though Superman is not the first LGBTQ hero, he will not be the last comics, comics experts said that there was something particularly momentous about Superman coming out. And so, Yeah, Superman is now gay, which is, which is crazy. And it's just, you know, it's a sign of the times as all, as always. Um, and he, he goes on to say there has been some blowback, but others have cheered the news. Quote, it's nice to see queer superheroes being more mainstream now. I'm very happy to see people like me being the main characters. End quote. A commenter wrote on another site. So that was from a commenter, um, and then it, it talks about uh, Superman John's. His name is John Superman Jonathan. His his boyfriend or his his new relationship. It says Jonathan and Jay Nakamua met. I guess he's Japanese. Jay Nakamua met in an uh, August story during the new Superman's ill-fated attempt to establish a secret identity and attend high school. Attend uh, high school. And he says, Jonathan and Jay will share a kiss in a story that will be published next month. So that's exciting news. Um, they're going to be sharing a kiss. And then at the end, the, he ends the article with this quote from, from uh, someone. He says, I've always said everyone needs heroes and they deserve to see themselves in their heroes. For many people, having the strongest superhero in comics come out is incredibly powerful. It's, they, yeah, it's incredibly powerful, but it's incredibly destructive. And, you know, I go back to several, there's several things to point out. I go to number one, to Romans one, obviously I talk about this a lot and this is, you know, Paul giving the diagnosis of the human condition in Romans one. And he talks about how human beings have suppressed the truth and he gives the example of homosexual behavior as the ultimate example of suppressing the truth. And I talked about this before. He the reason he gives that illustration is because it's it's patently obvious that, phys- I mean, just anatomically, physiologically, that and psychologically, that two men don't go together and two women don't go together. So Paul gives that that illustration of of homosexual behavior as suppressing the truth and and then he goes Paul goes on in Romans 1 to say that and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God God gave them up to debase mind to do what ought not to be done they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness evil covetousness malice they are full of envy murder strife deceit maliciousness They are gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Sounds pretty bad. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but they give approval to those who practice them. So again, God has given the creators, I, I say this all the time, people who are creating this kind of content are in the dark. They don't know God. And they God has given them over to a debased mind. And so they not only practice these kinds of things, they not only practice homosexual behavior, but they give approval to those who do. So there's like a, a double layer of this. So even those who are giving approval to that this kind of behavior homosexual behavior is just as destructive um and so and that's why you know when i see christians professing christians who are gay affirming or who who don't think homosexual behavior is a sin it's this i i think of this passage i think of this verse um they give approval to those who practice them and it's it's so so damaging and so dangerous and destructive. And, and again, you know, I talk about this. uh, This is all just Marxism. This is total cultural Marxism because as, as I've mentioned before in episodes, Marx and Engels, when they wrote the communist manifesto, I mean, in a lot of their writings, they literally, especially Engels, he, they literally wanted to abolish the family. Like that, they wanted to just destroy the family to get rid of that the patriarchal the patriarchal family, and so um, this is nothing new. This is just cultural Marxism, and and it's it's targeted to basically indoctrinate. I mean, this indoctrination has been going on for decades, but it, it's targeted to indoctrinate your kids. I mean, these are comics. And this is Superman. And so, I i mean, it's just so hard to, I feel so, I feel for this generation, for this young generation now, because there's so much coming at them about this issue, about LGBTQ, and it's so persuasive, and it's all over the place. And I'm just like, I don't even know how kids, (laughs) kids today, like, I literally don't know how kids... We can ever believe that homosexual behavior is a sin after, after the years and years of cultural indoctrination and, and just the, just the constant drumbeat of this. It's, it's so out of control now. And again, when I was gay and, uh, growing up before God saved me 12 years ago, I, homosexuality still in the 80s was still, kind of looked at as more of a behavior. It was starting to become an identity, but it was really a behavior at that point, especially the early eighties. And, um, and then of course, slowly, but surely it became more and more of an identity. And now, and now it's nothing but an identity. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's completely who a person is now. Um, and I mean, before I got saved, that's who I thought I was. I thought that was my identity. And uh, so praise God, he he disabused me of that lie because that that it's a total lie that it's your identity. Um, And again, I don't I have nothing but love for people in the gay community. Because I used to be in that community and people prayed for me for years and I praise God for that. I praise God that people prayed for me and God heard those prayers and saved me. (laughs) And so I have nothing. I mean, Jesus tells us the second commandment is to love our neighbor. So I have nothing but love for my gay neighbor. Literally, I have a gay neighbor right across. He can probably hear me right now. Um, and a, a new gay neighbor is about to move in across the hall. So that's going to be interesting. We'll see how that goes. So pray for me and pray for him. Um I've actually been praying for him already that uh he I don't know, I'm I've been praying that I'll have a chance to share the gospel with him and lead him to Christ and um that would be amazing. It would be just it would be such a like God thing to do to bring someone to move in right across the hall for me. I mean, literally it's like right across the hall and he's like one of my only neighbors. And so it would be such an amazing thing to see him come to Christ. And so who I'm really, you know, upset at is, are, are the, the cultural elites who are pushing this Marxist agenda on us, on, on the world basically and who are trying to literally dry, destroy the family i mean it's already it's already they've accomplished much of that goal the family has been uh very much there's been so much destruction in the family as as we all know and I and again i talked about this before the new york times you know they're always kind of like shocked at the homelessness crisis or the the fentanyl epidemic or Drug crisis, but it's like you guys caused this crisis. You guys caused it from decades of of reporting things like this, of doing stories on on these kinds of issues, and and not only doing stories on the on them, but celebrating the fact that that Superman is now gay. Um, because it does it it, it tears. I'm. T- <laughs> it tears at the fabric of the family. It just does. Um, And I've talked about that before. So, and also Paul in Ephesians four, he talks about, and this is, again, this is the people who are creating this content. This is, this kind of reminded me of this passage in, in Ephesians. Verse 17 through 19. Paul says, now I say, And I testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do. In other words, no longer walk as non-believers do in the futility of their minds. So Paul, again, Paul is saying non-believers are futile in their mind because they don't know the truth. I was futile in my mind for decades. I didn't know the truth and I, I didn't know what was up or down or right or wrong ever. And so I was futile in my mind. And he says, They are darkened in their understanding, which I was until Jesus uh, brought me into the light. They were darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have even given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. So Paul's really harsh. Like he... he, (laughs) He doesn't pull punches. He doesn't mince words. And he, um, that's kind of the, that's the diagnosis of, of anyone, a Gentile, which is means a non-believer. And in this context. And so Paul is saying basically that the Gentiles, the non-believers are darkened in their hearts and they're, they're greedy to practice every kind of impurity. And that's what we're seeing, and and that's those people, the people who are providing this content, this you know comic strip the or this or any kind of TV or movie that deals with this issue and celebrates homosexuality is is coming from a darkened mind, uh, uh, from people who are alienated from the life of God, and coming from people who have hardness of heart and coming from people who are greedy to practice every kind of impurity. So it's not surprising and, um, it's not, it's not shocking because that's most of the world. I mean, most of the world is in the dark. Um, they don't know, they don't know God. They don't know Christ. And, um, I am so, again, so thankful that, you know, God rescued me out of that darkness and people prayed for me. And so that's part of what we can do. So, I mean, that's the bad news. <laughs> so what do we do about all this stuff? What do we do about gay superman? Uh, well, number one, first of all, we need to be aware of, of the, the diabolical program to destroy And indoctrinate the to destroy the family and indoctrinate the culture into the lies into these lies and also be aware again of the supernatural realm i mean this is all being fueled by satan i mean a lot of it satan is so thrilled that he's sown so much chaos in the culture and it's funny because i'm doing that the stand to reason uh conference these conferences around the country and the the title is Chaos to Clarity, and that's what it is. It's like we live in a chaotic world, and and Satan is thrilled that there's so much chaos and that there's so much confusion. He loves to sow confusion, and God is not a our God is not a god of con- confusion, but Satan is uh, a uh, he loves confusion. So he we just need to be aware as Christians. We need to be aware of that that Satan wants to sow confusion and wants us to believe the lies of the culture. And, and number two, just again, pray for those in the gay community. I mean, that's, that's really an evangelize those in the gay community. That's, uh, that's really the ultimate solution is, to keep praying for the gay community to keep praying that their eyes would be opened. Um, you know, my favorite verse about this by it's in acts acts 26, 18, my sister-in-law prayed this over me for, I don't know how long, 20 years, maybe (laughs) a long time. (laughs) Um, but acts 26, 18, this is what we need to pray for everyone. Um, that 26:18 to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of satan to god that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me so that's a really powerful verse and we just need to keep praying for the lost um you know I live in LA, I live in West Hollywood and there's so many lost people in this, in this town. And, uh, we, we just need to really witness to Christ. We just need to be a witness to Christ to them and share the good news of the gospel. And so I just encourage you all to, to do that and, and to just be aware, I mean, be aware of of, you know, I know there's so many lies, but just this today, I just, when I saw that Superman comes out of the closet and is gay now, I just, <laughs> I'm like, the world is ending. Jesus is returning tonight. Um, no, but, uh, so yes, please pray. And thank you for watching. Next time on the show, I will go to the topic that I was going to do today, which is is a really big topic and it's it's basically why does god care about our sex lives why does he care who we have sex with and i'm gonna kind of break down several aspects of that so that'll be on i think i think next week i'm not sure but yeah i think it'll be next week but thank you for watching and i will see you next time on the show Thank you for listening to this episode of The Beckett Cook Show. Your support makes this content possible. All episodes of The Beckett Cook Show are also available on YouTube. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com.